Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. And that's a good thing to be. Sure beats being defeated, being overcome. So get your Bible, get something to take notes on, and come right on in and join us. And let's pray together, release our faith. Uh, this is not a, just a mental exercise. Uh, getting faith and strength in your spirit uh, changes the way you see things. It changes, uh, it, it changes your outcome. So um, there are answers. There is help. Let's believe for it today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for all you have done for us, how you've sustained us and kept us and been kind to us year after year. We know you do not change. We know also that we have a part in our life, in what happens. Our faith is the determining factor in many things. And so we seek you today to get words that will nourish up our faith. To, we ask you to enlighten us, to give us utterance and the quickening of your spirit. We ask for it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Turn, please, in the great textbook to Hebrews, the 10th chapter again, and let's continue in our study that we're calling By Faith. Hebrews 10 and 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. It's a way of life. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We saw that uh, in the study we're making right now with that first generation of uh, Israelites that God delivered out of Egyptian bondage. When they came to the point where they were to go into the promised land, to possess the land, wonderful blessings, riches, wealth, peace, Yet they stopped and they drew back. When they saw the walls and the giants and the obstacles, they came back to their tents, the scripture said, and they cried all night long. And they said, we're going to die out here. There's no way. And that displeased the Lord. In fact, some of the, some of the things they said, they said, it's, it's, basically they contradicted God. They said, it's not a good land. It's an evil land. It's a land that will eat, eat us up. Well, that's just blatantly getting in God's face and saying, no, you're wrong. And so their words provoked the Lord and, and angered him. I'm, I'm saying all that to just emphasize this. What did he say? It doesn't please him when you pull back, when you give up. When you back up, that's why that next verse is, we're not of them that draw back. Would you confess that class? We are not of those who draw back. We're not pulling back, drawing back, laying down, giving up, quitting. That's not what faith does. <laughs> when I'm not a quitter, I'm an overcomer, right? The Bible talked about being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, fighting the good fight of faith. Well, many, when you talk about faith, 
they, they see it as some kind of a doctrinal position, which requires no courage, no, no daily laying hold. Uh, people say, what's your faith? And then people say, well, I'm, I'm Methodist, I'm Presbyterian, I'm this, I'm that. That's not what the Bible's talking about. When, when do you have faith, what does that mean? You are not afraid. You are not backing down. You are rising up, and if the Lord says something belongs to you, you're going to have it. You're laying hold of it. You're going after it. No wall, no Red Sea, no giant is going to stop you. Well, that takes courage. That takes strength. And that's what living by faith really is. He said in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today's English version says it like this, To have faith is to be sure of things we hope for or expect, and to be certain of the things we cannot see. To be sure, to be certain. We see throughout this 11th chapter, example after example, by faith Abel, by faith Enoch, by faith Noah. And we've made it down to verse uh, 30 and verse 31 in our study. Verse 30 says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, verse 31 the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. We studied that yesterday about how that Rahab, not someone who knew anything about God, uh, certainly not someone that had had a perfect life, but she made a choice when she heard about God. It's amazing how strong a faith you'll find in places where you wouldn't have thought you'd have found faith. And the opposite is true. There are many times, there are places you think you would have found faith, and you don't. And the scripture said, Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith in the earth. Faith is actually rare and precious. Everybody has the potential and the ability to have faith, there's no such thing as a man or woman who can't believe. That's just simply not true. If people think that, then they don't know what faith is. Faith is a choice. You don't have to understand. You don't have to see or feel to believe. That's what faith is. But you do have to choose to believe. And people are doing this all the time, whether they realize it or not. They may not just come right out and say, I don't believe that. I do believe that. But it's true, isn't it? When people are hearing things and seeing things, they're making choices inside them. And whether they come right out and say it or not, you can see their response or lack of response and what they do with it afterwards, whether they believed it, whether they didn't. Rahab. Somebody you would not expect, somebody that didn't grow up around God and involved in prostitution and that life and probably a bunch of idolatry and a bunch of bad stuff. But when she heard about the true living God, she said, that's him. <laughs> that's him. And when some of his people showed up, 
She risked her neck, her parents, her children, everybody's neck by saying, come on in. She received them. She welcomed them. She received them with peace, the scripture said. And, and why did she do that, according to Hebrews 11? By faith. And also that faith resulted in the salvation, the, the saving from being destroyed with the destruction of the city of not just herself, but her extended family. Everybody in her family. Let's go back to Joshua and finish looking at this and then move on to the next part. Joshua, we were there in chapter 2. After she hid them and sent the people searching for them out the wrong way, uh, she told them, she said, now, you know, since I've done this for you, when you come take the city, not if. <laughs> so she's, is this faith or not? She has faith in the true living God. She has faith if God said they're going to take the land, then they're going to take the land. She Faith. And uh, she said, when you do, save me and all mine. And uh, in verse uh, 17, chapter 2 of Joshua, the men said to her, we will be blameless of this, your oath, which you made us to swear. Behold, when we come into the land, you'll bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, uh, which you did let us down by. And you'll bring your father, your mother, your brothers, all your father's household home unto you. And it'll be that whoever shall go out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head and we'll be guiltless. And whoever shall be with you in the house, his blood will be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if you utter this our business, then we'll be quit of this oath that you have made us to swear. She said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet line in the window. Scarlet line. Everybody say the scarlet line. You'll find that uh, Rahab now going forward is listed in the lineage leading up to David and the Christ. <laughs> the scarlet line. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? And who was she? Who was she? Until this, nobody, nobody, but her choice to believe and her choice to help God's people at a critical time. Oh, come on, can you see it? Not only immediately saved her and all her immediately, immediate relatives, but her descendants and their descendants were the chosen that David and the Christ would come out of. Oh, somebody say glory to God. There's so many beautiful pictures of redemption here. Uh, if you wanted to be saved, you had to get in the house <laughs> with the scarlet line. <laughs> oh, come on, can you see that? If you're going to be rebellious and be meandering around out in the street at the wrong time and you get taken out, well, it's your own fault, right? Because everywhere is not safe. 
You know, when the flood came, there was only one safe place on the planet. Is that right? If you didn't get in the ark, you know, there wasn't many different choices. There's one, and all of these things portray one way, one way, one way. There's one God. There's one Redeemer. There's one church. There's one body of Christ. There's one Holy Spirit. One gospel. Is that right? Not many. Just one. But uh, it, this is such a beautiful picture of redemption. And you know, it's a, it's a revelation that it's not just what you have done in your life. It's what you do now. Right? And it's what you do last. Uh, you note that a number of people in Jesus' personal ministry uh, were people that the Bible said multiple demons were cast out of them. Well, they weren't good people, right? If you got seven demons in you, you what have you been doing? How'd you get in that mess? How'd you get in that shape? You've been doing some bizarre, perverted, evil stuff. And yet, some of them were delivered and healed, hallelujah, and became his strongest supporters. You know, the Lord is not just looking at people's past. He's not just looking at their natural. What's he looking at all the time? He's looking at the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance. Man will try to mark you forever by what you did, even years ago, but the Lord won't. Oh, are you glad? The Lord won't. He said, your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Oh, hallelujah. I, I have every reason to think that after they took the city and destroyed it, and we know Rahab now becomes a part of them. Well, prostitution is against the law of God. So I have to think her profession changed, right? And she married some probably good man. And we know that there was uh, uh, their seed that produced wound up being the, the lineage to David and beyond. Oh, Hallelujah. You know, the Bible talks about Ruth and Naomi, and Ruth was an ungodly woman. I mean, her family and everything they grew up with, terrible, terrible. But you see, she made a choice and said, even though her sister went back to their people and their gods, she said, no, no. She must have, must have discerned Naomi's God is the real God. That's the real God. So she said, no, I'm going with you. Wherever you go, I'm going. Your God's my God. Next thing you know, she's married to the richest man in the country. Next thing you know, they have a child who's part of this scarlet line. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's not what you've done. Oh, is everybody listening? Yeah. It's not what you've done that determines your future. No matter how badly you messed up, it doesn't have to determine who you are and what you are now and what you'll be in the future. Because we have a God who will wash and cleanse you 
from all unrighteousness and sin and never even bring up your sins to you again. He said, I won't remember them. Well, if he doesn't remember them, why don't you quit remembering them, right? If he's not bringing them up to you, why do you bring them up? It's not what you did. It's what you do now. And it's what you do last. Uh, There's going to be some people in heaven that some folks are going to be shocked to see. <laughs> because thank God, on their last you know, leg around, they repented. <laughs> and they gave their heart to the Lord. Now that's not good, but oh, praise God, it sure beats perishing. Thank you, Lord. Thank God. It's not what you were. It's not what you've done. It's what you do now. And it's what you do last. And we see that with Rahab. By her faith, she was saved, her family was saved, and way beyond that. Think about this now. This has been millennia ago. And we're talking about who? 2020. You do understand, there's millions and millions of people that lived and died that nobody will ever think about, right, in future generations to come. We're talking about who up in faith school today? Who? Who? Rahab the harlot. <laughs> now, when you see her in heaven, don't call her that, okay? Because that's, that's just not nice. <laughs> but there are reasons why that that is still associated because the Lord wants you to know no matter where you come from, no matter what you've been, if you'll choose to believe me, not only will you be saved, I can use you for significant kingdom business. Oh, glory to God. You can be a part of the plan of God developing and coming to pass. Mm, 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 mm. Glory to God. That's enough to shout about the rest of the day, isn't it? Well, in chapter 3, we get down to the next part of this. You'll see why we took these together because they happened together. Chapter 3, Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. Verse 5, it says, uh, Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Well, that's faith, isn't it? He didn't say it could happen, it might happen. He said it's going to happen. Uh, Can you see faith is being sure of what we expect? The Lord's going to do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke to the priest saying, take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day will I begin to magnify you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now we're going to see this as we keep looking. This has to do with the crossing of the Jordan. And there's so many similarities between this and the crossing of the Red Sea. So many. And we see one of the reasons why the Lord could have done any number of things for them to to get to where they needed to be. He didn't have to do a spectacular miracle like this. And yet, That's his choice. Why? He wanted 
uh, Joshua to see it. He wanted the people to see it, that we don't have to look to the past, to the God of miracles. The God of miracles is with us today, just like he was with Moses. Come on, can you see that? And we need to have this revelation in every generation. We don't have to just look back and marvel at what God did in previous generations. God's, you'll see when the Lord does something, he tends to do the same thing again and the same kind of thing again and the same kind of thing again. Why? Well, if it was right and perfect to do then, it's right and perfect to do now. And uh, we don't have to live off of somebody else's experience. Do you believe that, saints? We're, God's will is that we see his power and glory in our generation, in our lives. And so that's what he's, he's telling him. He said, uh, uh, you're going to see that as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. You'll command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant and say, when you are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, you'll stand still in the Jordan. Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. What are we about to see? We're about to see faith come. To, to the rest of the people. Why? How does faith come? Help me out. It comes by hearing. The only way you could have faith to cross the Red Sea is to hear from God. Go. Right? The only way you could have faith to cross the Jordan here is to hear from God. He said, come and hear what the Lord said. Joshua said, hereby you shall know that the living God is among you. And that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and Jebusites, and all themites. <laughs> Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over you unto Jordan. Now, I want you to see this too. If this doesn't work, he's really building this up. <laughs> Can you see that? Well, he's not considering that it might not work. Right? You know, you see a lot of those people, if they're not sure of something, they don't want anybody to know about it. We'll try it in secret. Don't make a big deal. But no, he's telling everybody. He's telling what's going to happen. God's going to do miracles in front of you right here. Whew. Nothing's happened yet. And... Uh, he said, now therefore take, verse 12, 12 men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every man a tribe. It'll come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon and heap. Wow. What he's talking about is the river is flowing, and he's saying that the river is going to stop progressing at a place and all the flow that's coming down is just going to build up. But what's here is going to run on down and it's going to be, you know, bare ground. And also, we'll see in just a moment that this river is flooded. It's way outside of its banks. And really, bad, bad time to be trying to cross the river. <laughs> 
Now that's another message too, isn't it? You know? <laughs> well, I hope the Lord wait till it's an easier time. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how he does things. Uh, verse 14, and it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan and the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. Now here, uh, you know, some of these old westerns and stuff, you'll see the preacher man hiding in the wagon with the women and children while the real men, you know, fight. Not today. <laughs> the preachers are out front. <laughs> They're the first ones to hit the river. <laughs> and that's the way it ought to be. Why? Because faith takes courage. It does. <laughs> so uh, it says, uh, as they bear the ark, when they were come to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overflows all his banks all the time of harvest. The moment their feet got in the edge of the water, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up and heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zaratan, and those that came down toward the Sea of the Plain, even the Salt Sea, failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. This is amazing. Now, I want you to note when the power manifested to cause this miracle. When? The moment their feet hit the edge of the river. Why that way? That's the way God always does it. Faith without an action is dead. You see this in Jesus' ministry. When the man uh, stretched out his hand, he was healed. When the woman touched the edge of his garment. Can you see this? People have tried to separate God's miracles from us. Like it's just all up to him and we have no part to play in it. But it's not true. How many understand this is no coincidence when the power manifested? The exact moment their feet touched the edge of the river is when the power manifested. Oh, glory to God. And it, but, but now it wasn't just something they decided to do that they're going to show off and say, hey, watch this. That's how you drown. Right? No, because we saw that, right? I mean, Pharaoh and his bunch, they tried it and drowned. But no, what happened? God told them to do this. That's why they can have faith and be sure and be certain. And when their feet touch the edge of that water, they don't, they don't have to talk about Moses in the Red Sea no more. They got their own miracle. They have seen a manifestation of God in their generation. They've experienced it themselves. The waters stopped like there was a dam, some invisible power and barrier, and they just rose, because the river keeps flowing. It rose, and the bank, it just flooded further out towards these towns. Uh, thankfully, it didn't take them too long to cross, because I guess it would have got everywhere. And the water that was there just got out of the way, and all of them crossed. Hallelujah. They crossed the uncrossable. Can you say amen? Well, our time's up again. Uh, we still got to get those walls down, right? So come back with us for class tomorrow. We'll see you next time in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. 
Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.